0: Live from the Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. How right, here we go, Cofield and Company
1: on a Tuesday. Cofield and company here on a Tuesday. So what's up, Adam?
2: Not much. Big, big day. Uh, excited for Golden Knights tonight, of course, and uh, a lot of news going on around them, and uh, we continue with the football season. It's it's the swing of everything. College basketball's going on, football, hockey, everything.
1: Can I tell you, it feels like deja vu or like a throwback Tuesday, and that's not in reference to technical problems. Um, I'm... Driving up to our show today, and as I pull in, because I would never read Twitter on the road, as I pull in, I'm like, "Covid, Covid, 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 Covid." COVID. It's like an avalanche today, and that's why it feels like a throwback Tuesday because we used to do this, say four, six, eight months ago, especially the last football season. We'd come in every Thursday. I know it's a Tuesday, but we come in, especially on Thursdays. That's when we seem to find out about COVID positive. So we've got the Golden Knights with COVID issues. We've now got the Steelers and the Chargers playing. Roethlisberger's not back yet officially. Joey Bosa is now on the COVID list. Uh, then I'm looking and I see is Derek Huff in town? Like doing a bunch of shows? Cancelled. He's got COVID.
2: I don't even. I know th- that one's mind blowing. I don't know who Derek Huff is, so I'm gonna have to take your word. For and that. his sister
1: of the uh, big dancers and everything. Okay.
2: Well, I don't know. Are you doing no. jazz hands? I don't you know what this? I was trying to do. I, I can't dance. Uh, I was like, eh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but I, I'll take your word for it. I big. feel like we got an
1: avalanche right before the show in sports and otherwise. And, like, I don't want to do this again. But, like, this is not over. No. And I, I you and I haven't talked about it. All the different venues and all the different rules around Vegas. So I've been mostly at Allegiant for UNLV football, where they have one set of rules. TNM for UNLV basketball, they've got another set. That one's a fully deal. So then there's a lot of people who are like, oh, look at what it's doing to the crowds, right? So the crowds haven't been big. They weren't big last year at the TNM. Then I'm reading about people over at T-Mobile at the Fortress for BGK games, where you can get in, not vaccinated, but no one's wearing a mask. So everyone's pissing and moaning that no one's wearing a mask. So it's like every venue there's complaints about, but bottom line is, uh, by the way, I didn't mention Brett Bielema. He's positive, the Illinois coach. Like we're getting more and more positives all around the sports world. And this is gonna you know, turn into a problem again. And then we start to find out in the NFL, if we didn't know you know, who was and who wasn't vaccinated, are they out five days, or are they out 10 days? I still don't really know the NHL rules. Can you explain to me? What are the rules when you test positive versus when you go on a restricted list for protocol, do you have to, like, because I know the NFL, there, there's a five and a 10 day list. There's, you know, you got to test negative twice. Then we got the whole thing with, uh, well, first of all, tell me, who who actually tested positive on the Knights?
2: It sounds like Carrie a Okay. It sounds like. It sounds like.
1: So Carrie and Marcheseau, and then your guy, Dave Shane, is sending out stuff, you know, and I saw it, I saw it over the weekend too, with like the Golden Knights are hanging out at the Raiders game, you know, fully vaccinated facility, no mask, yay, right? So then you start thinking, all right, well, I see a picture of Leonard, next to marshy like what's going on there i see wild bill was out there like it's just there's so much to juggle right now i don't know the rules i don't know who was where i don't know what the venues are i don't know what the positive negative te-
2: i don't know they're different everywhere but I, I mean i think it's pretty clear if leonard wasn't vaccinated he wouldn't be playing um and we knew he was already from what, what, are, what are the rules year.
1: with the nhl and the nfl
2: i think there's there's somewhat much i don't know the nhl ones i think they're somewhat similar <laughs> I, I i'm so caught up in nfl all the time um but he wouldn't. He would be a close contact. He wouldn't be playing if he wasn't vaccinated. He is vaccinated, so he's good. And as you noticed, didn't get it because you still can get it, but it's less likely. Like that's. It's not that complicated, right? Like people are like, he's vaccinated, he got it. It's just less likely. Like, I, I don't understand well, like, how it's, there's a problem. It's not
1: less likely. It's it's supposed to be less severe. You both. Can, you can still it's get both. it. Both. You can still get it, and that's why I've wondered the entire time in the fully vax situations. Why folks are just like, yay, no mask. I'm like, I get you can you can roll the dice and especially listen. Well, I'll, I'll put it in a couple ways. The average schnook like myself, I've explained already. Like I'm masking up. I'm not missing work if I don't have to. I can't afford it, right? I got a lot of responsibility. I, it's not like my life isn't serious, but I want to work and I want to make money. I'm not a millionaire, right? Now, when you're an athlete, and and listen, you can you were as careful as anyone could be, and you still got COVID last year. When you're an athlete. And you're not taking extra care, and you're going out to games, or you're around, you know, people at whatever workplace facility, and you're getting it. Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger, you certainly can afford it from a money standpoint. It's not going to kill your lifestyle, but can your team afford to lose a game?
2: Yeah. Like at the end of the year,
1: are the Steelers is going to be right in the the muck of you know the seven hole, the eight hole, the six area of the AFC, and then miss out because Mason Rudolph had to play a game and they tied, right? Or the Packers are going to make the playoffs, but the, will the Packers miss out on potentially hosting the entire NFC playoffs, which is a lot better for them than, say, you know, the Rams with nice weather and a you know a, a, a roofed stadium getting it. So, I don't know. I kind of wonder what's going on with people, and obviously you can catch COVID in a lot of different ways, but sure. I, I don't – I think – let's be honest. We're seeing a lot of people who have – the precautions have gone bye-bye and, and people have gotten very comfortable. Yeah. And then we see a day like today, and you're like, all right, now the Chargers are going to be without – their best defensive player, Roethlisberger, we think is back, but he's not entirely back yet. Um, you know, we're seeing a college football coach get it; like it's it's happening all over the place again. And I, I think everyone's kind of let lots of people, not everyone, yeah. many people have let their guard down.
2: Sure, I think that's true. And just to go beyond that, when you talk about still taking precautions, I, I was talking to somebody last week who said, you know, I'm really in a weird spot because like I, I, I am in that place where. You, if you still wear a mask or you still go through precautions, people are mocking you and screaming and stuff at you. And he goes. By the way, where's I, where's that happening? Well, I don't want to. Do it, they live here? Par, no, it's parts of it's parts of Virginia, right? Uh, especially outside of Northern Virginia, but because
1: um, that's not that's not happening here. Sure, but he people make their choice, and everyone, I for the most part, I think
2: most people are minding their business. He does, and he uh if I, I i'll tell you the break if, yeah. he's he's in weird spots that right. he's not usually in and he's doing it and he goes i can take it he's like i'm not even super over the top about covid right now he said i have two little kids i get a really bad flu every year and since i've been wearing a mask i haven't gotten one he's like i kind of want to just do this forever yeah. I was and actually he's like it's about not about a, it's not about like a statement or like about like even COVID, he's like, I just, I'm like, this is very cool to not have a flu.
1: I was actually thinking about that traveling a little bit this weekend and I, you know, I'll mask up most places I go, airports especially. And I'm that's on what plane, he said. And it's like, well, why, I mean, why even risk it anymore? I haven't I haven't been sick in, I don't, I don't know, like freaking probably two years, 20, 23 months. I had a bad, a really bad cold going back to a couple of Novembers back where I remember being in Salt Lake for uh, UNLV and BYU and around that time I felt like crap
2: yeah and 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 since then nothing and it's a combination of people like (laughs) <laughs> Whatever. You can make up, make up what you want. The reason people aren't getting it is because they're distancing right. and they're we wearing not in masks.
1: as much, but I, I think the extra right. precautions, and actually washing your hands, sure. hopefully everyone's still doing that, and using sanitizer all the time, it actually does help, you know? Howie Mandel was on to something. We all thought he was crazy being a germaphobe for all those years. Well, and and they are like, okay, that, that probably does help.
2: There's, there is there is a difference between like being crazy about it and just being like, yeah, you know what? Kind of, kind of logical and smart yeah. and yeah. like you, if you're Heidi Mandel and you're like I'll never go near anybody ever like okay that probably there are right. probably if you're some Ari reason. and you're
1: an eternal distancer then sure. it's different sure but if you're, even Ari's going around people
2: if there. you're like you know what, I'm gonna wear sanitizer more I'm gonna wash my hands better um, I'm gonna wear a mask when I'm in really crowded places like I that seems logical yes and it's not about even COVID anymore like just don't get sick so I feel like I haven't seen Adam
1: in a while because uh, we're all you know we're all covering these different beats and everything and Adam You know was knee-deep in uh, the Raiders and how crazy that stuff was from you know the 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 worst the tragic stuff with Henry Ruggs to Gruden to now the way they're playing recently the game against the Chiefs and we'll get into the Chiefs game in just a couple minutes, but uh, one thing you and I have been at a lot of and not necessarily together are press conferences sports press oh, conferences yeah. and you know it's interesting covering teams that when they're winning or they're losing um, you know, losing is it's it's not the easiest thing to, to you know to cover to ask coaches repeatedly about losing. You know, you know they had a football eight game losing streak there. Um, at Texas, you know they have high standards. There's a lot of conversation around Steve Sarkeesian now. A lot of people are like, wait, they blew out Tom Herman, who you know reportedly is kind of a tough guy to get along with. That's why his nickname is Tom Herman. He was seven and three when they told him to hit the bricks, and his overall record at Texas wasn't bad, and they paid a boatload to get Sarkin there, and they've been terrible of late, like terrible. So then this guy shows up to the press conference, and I I know you know this guy. You, like, you don't know specifically who this is, but listen to this is, here's, let's feel good about what's going on right now, guy,
3: this is bizarre. Coach, a couple of years ago, one of my good friends and I were faced with a massive problem we couldn't solve, and in his wisdom, he said, you know, at this point, we need to stop and ask ourselves. Good money to you, Coach Sarkeesian. Morning, Coach, a couple of years ago, one of my good friends and I were faced with a massive problem we couldn't solve. And in his wisdom, he said, you know, at this point, we need to stop and ask ourselves, what would an extraordinary person do in this situation? And this resonated with me the whole weekend. And I realized that of all the coaches who could be standing at that podium right now in those shoes, you are that extraordinary person. And you have a team, what I call coaching juggernauts. This is not only my opinion, this is a fact. I don't think anyone could dispute this. So my question as we write, you know, the Sarkeesian era story. We're not even done with the first chapter yet. Can you unfold some of the onion of what are you working on? How are you solving this problem? I realize that you might not even know. But you know, I want to steal from Julian Elman. It's going to be one hell of a story.
1: It's going to be one hell of a story, is someone coughing in the background. What happened? That was so good we played it twice at
2: the beginning. I had to, I had to hear there, there's a
1: guy. A, a guy goes to a press conference to talk about how great things are going or how you're gonna solve the problems. Like, dude. dude. And then, I, I think I I think Sark answered it. But my God, what a weird position to be in. You don't have to go to these media press conferences to make everyone feel good. The coach <laughs> is a big boy. He's making a lot of money. He's due like thirty six million dollars. It'll be okay. But there's somebody like that at every. There press is conference. someone like that. I mean, wasn't there a Jabroni? Early uh, in the Raider season, when Carr was kicking ass, and went in there and you know wanted to drop to his knees for Derek Carr. Yes, I mean you just look like a fool when you do that. An idiot. Um, and the, and the and the subject knows what you're doing.
2: Of course, most of the time. Well, and I'll, like, I'll, I'm
1: sure Sark is like, "Is this
2: serious? I, I'm going to answer this, I guess, but now I'm going to look like an ass for even entertaining this." I'll go. I'll, I mean, it, and it happens the other way. I I will admit I was trying. I was asking a question that was fairly fairly negative yesterday and I tried to kind of soften it up and Rich Versace was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And I should have just come out yeah. and said it. But, you know, I, I think it's 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 a weird dynamic at a press conference. First of all, we should all learn the lesson. Shorter the better with the questions. Yes, the so that's, a, that's every interview, okay. actually. Yeah. Um, so when you start like, giving a But the a longer speech, they go, forget about it.
1: It's they, they don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're saying. You're not confident in what you're saying. You're afraid to ask just ask the question and if it's awkward you can follow up sure
2: and please no one in texas wants to hear a pep talk at the press conference for zarkeesian they don't need it well i mean i'll i'll go one step further on it like some of the most egregious ones are to dana white like dana white does not need your like your boosting of his ego or your sympathy like he's fine coming up
1: let's start Unpeeling that onion as that <laughs> fellow wanted to do with the Raiders. Wow, this went in a bad direction and quickly on the field.
0: Call Nova today for a VA loan with no lender fees. That's thirteen hundred dollars in savings. Call Dustin Dehart at five seven seven twenty six hundred.
2: Yeah, do you ask the one twenty three season ticket holders?
1: You know who you are. They keep selling your damn tickets. To these pieces <laughs> opposing fans, I gotta sit here and listen to them every damn day. <laughs> you. I hope you stuff a dog.
0: Cofield and Company is on the road at the Nova Home Loan Studio. Oh, I was gonna say, get used to it.
1: Get used to it, right? Who's that a fan of 123 complaining that there were too many Chiefs fans at the game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we knew what we were building here, and when you charge PSL prices upwards of thirty-five thousand a seat, seventy-five thousand a seat, you're going to have a lot of fans who would use it as an investment, go to a couple of games, and then sell some of the most popular games and make money off it. There's I know no way, there's no way to get around it. I mean, unfortunately, with a new stadium and big business, and the demand was there, they sold 50, uh, fifty-seven thousand, you know, season tickets and PSLs, and a lot of that went to high-dollar people, and a lot of the folks who would go to every single freaking game are shut out for now unless they go to the secondary market.
2: Right, and I, and I will say I know people that did buy tickets that are fans of the Raiders that bought fans because they wanted to be you know, season ticket holders and support the team, and they got enough of an offer that they said, I'm selling yeah. for this game. I know people that said they sold this game for the whole season, made up for the whole season. Yep. Uh, I mean, we've been told –
1: the Golden Knights fans are like none other in the world. The get in price tonight's forty bucks.
2: It'll probably, it'll
1: probably go down. Let me check downstairs.
2: <laughs>
1: downstairs on the end, one oh five.
2: I was going to say one. I was going to say one fifteen. So it was close, right? I mean, that's, okay. that's Vegas. It's not It's not a knock against the city, but it's
1: that's what it was going to be. There's going to be out of town fans at these games, and. Uh, you know, I was I was joking with our buddy Arash Markazi today. He was saying that, um, are the Pro Bowl tickets up for like 96 bucks a piece? And I was like, $20 get in on day of? <laughs> Probably that's just That's just the way it's going to be. And I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I can't remember who's on the show each day. Um, but I did a little rant last week. The Oakland A's doing a sell-off right now. Were you in when we were talking about this? Like, they're selling off some of their high-dollar pieces? Like, you better do some research on this market If you think you're coming here with a ragtag bunch with a $60 million payroll and you're like, well, fans will come out for five years because it's a new park. Like they won't. If they, if they, if, if you stink, you'll get one year and you might not even get the year. If you're a 75 win team, you win here and, and listen, the Raiders aren't having a bad season and the Knights are a little beat up. It's not like they're sitting with three wins. They're okay. They have high hopes. They just got one of the, you know, top 25 players in the league and you know, Still, fans are sometimes are not going to show up. You got to win at the freaking highest level.
2: First of all, Ari, save this for down the road when it's wrong. Because uh, I had people coming up to me this weekend talking about the A's. Yeah, the A's are not coming to Vegas. The A's were never okay. coming to Vegas. Okay, well, it's, it's still a good rant. I the don't we, I, when it's totally clear and we're down one hundred percent. We're being used as a negotiating pawn. Well, uh, no, I think the A's would love to come to Las Vegas. Right, the A's are not. Co- no. First of all, the Raiders, whether you like it or not, have a lot of power here. So you think they can block. The them. Raiders hate the A's. They are not coming here. It's so never happened. They can build a stadium on Mount Charleston. Yeah, and by the way, the Somewhere down somewhere down by Prim. Look at the offer that the A's have already rejected from Oakland. Look at that offer. So, you as Las Vegas want to offer a better deal than that? For the A's to come here, stop. Stop. Not happening. And already can play that again when they announce they're coming. Oh, wow. He laid one down for you there. Excellent. Was he on mic? Could we hear him? <laughs>
1: You'll have to boost it, huh? All right. Uh, let's get into a little college football on the way back. I promise we'll get to the Raiders. We're being pushed back a little bit. Uh, but we've got a Pac-12 and Big Ten set up to be beaten up here uh, December 30th with the Las Vegas Bowl. we got some great Pac-12 games this week there's a lot of coaching rumors by the way how many openings is the pac 12 going to have so you going to want to be in like four or five because you got multiple openings we're going to talk to one of the guys from uh sirius xm's pack 12 channel sean o'connell play tight end at Utah, is up next on cofield and company
0: have credit issues or need help with your down payment nova home loans offers free credit services to all of their applicants and they have some great down payment assistance programs available to those who qualify call dustin to at 577-2600
1: side to the goal line, leads forward, he's in. Touchdown, Utah. Cam Rising is fourth rushing. Touchdown of the season and a
0: great kickout block by Paul Miley, to center. From the fantastic Nova Home Loan Studios, Cofield and Company is back.
1: This has been a crazy year in the Pac-12. Pac-12 is coming here, not only for the title game in early December over at Allegiant, but also we've got the Las Vegas Bowl, which is a brand-new Las Vegas Bowl where they're matching up the Pac-12 and the Big Ten this year. Sean O'Connell played in the league. He does radio for SiriusXM, the Pac-12 channel. Sean, how you doing? It's Cofield and Adam Hill here in Vegas.
4: Doing great. How are you guys? We're good, man. We're good. I thought, uh, I thought this was a
1: down year for Utah. I thought they were done early in the season. Hmm.
4: So did I. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people did. And uh, this is one of those years where – You know the Utes are in competition for potentially a Pac-12 championship, but they lost to uh, a mid-major in San Diego State, and they lost to BYU, who's kind of on that bubble between being a Power Five school and a Group of Five school. And uh, it just, of course, then you got the unexplainable middle of the Pac-12 schedule loss to Oregon State. But but that's what the Pac-12 conference is, right? It's unpredictable. It's crazy. And uh, for this huge team, they're just kind of taking on that identity, for better or worse.
1: And uh, in Vegas, you know, because obviously we're, we're on – everyone's now on top of the lines, but we're especially on top of the lines. This is one of my favorite spots when you get um, – can Utah avoid the upset against number four, Oregon? Utah's actually favored in this game.
4: Which, to me, I'm not really a big fan of. I mean, Oregon, since Mario Cristobal arrived, has modeled themselves – after the more physical programs in the Pac-12, right? It was Stanford in their best days with the intellectual brutality, Uh, Washington in their best days, big offensive lines, running the ball down everyone's throats. That's what Utah has been since Kyle Whittingham became the head coach. They've had some success with it in the Pac-12 conference, not the ultimate success of winning a conference championship just yet. But I look at this matchup, and it's not too dissimilar from what we saw a couple of seasons ago in a Pac-12 championship game where Oregon had a potent rushing attack Utah had one of the most vaunted defenses in the country although this time it's uh, it's more driven by individual performance than an actual powerful unit and uh, I just am worried that the Oregon Ducks are going to be able to impose their will at the line lines of scrimmage and pull off that upset but At the end of the day, we're probably going to get a rematch down in Vegas in that championship game you alluded to a couple of weeks later. So the hope is that even if Utah can't figure it out in Salt Lake City on Saturday, that they'll still be able to do it for a conference championship and a trip to the Rose Bowl just a couple weeks later, December 3rd.
1: Do you think Oregon should be in the CFP top four? And how much should head-to-head matchups matter?
4: I think they should be. Um, There's probably seven or eight teams that you can make a case belong there, including Cincinnati, but head-to-head matchups have to matter, right? And that's why these games are still scheduled. Until you get a college football playoff that expands to eight teams, 12 teams, 16 teams, it's probably going to be a 12-team model, as we've all seen. You have to reward anybody who schedules the tough games and wins them. If Ohio State is going to be in the conversation for a college football playoff and the team – that beat them and only has one loss. You're talking about two one-loss teams, and Oregon has the head-to-head. You absolutely have to reward the Ducks for doing that, by the way, without their best player and on the road.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think think that's fair. Um, I I also, if we're going to go head-to-head, and this is not the case here, it's just something I I always think about when I'm talking about head-to-head matchups. If something fluky or weird or crazy happens at the end of the game, should we... Should we figure out how to dis- – can you, can you mention the game instead of dancing around? You're talking about Michigan and Michigan State, right? No, I, I was, I was <laughs> talking in general, but okay, sure, let's talk specifically. You're a Michigan fan, and you, you are you are annoyed about Michigan and Michigan State. That's fine, but let's well, – I was thinking in general. But, yeah, okay. specifically, if All you right. say, okay, the referees come out for the game and say, hey, we screwed up, <laughs> we, we apologize, sorry, should then you say, well, how do we handle that game when we start voting on the CFP?
4: Yeah, I mean, look, that, that's why this committee – it's supposed to be made up of people who, who can hash this thing out. I, I want them to do it live, by the way. That would be the oh, most yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, fascinating yeah. <laughs> programming that we could get. Every college football fanatic would pay-per-view that business. Um, look, it, it, these things aren't done by analytics only anymore. The computer that the BCS leaned on, and they'd always throw the excuse out there, oh, well, the computer is like TCU a little bit better. Like, <laughs> we don't get that anymore. This is individuals. Who sit in a room, who watch all the games, and then they decide which teams they're most impressed with right now. And if there's something fluky that happens, or if, for example, a, a game is lost early in the season when you're down maybe a starting quarterback or you're down an important player, and that person is back, or the team has developed, the unit that struggled in that game that caused a loss now is playing better, they absolutely should consider all those things, take it into account. But at the end of the day, as long as we're only doing this 14 playoff thing, there is going to be two or three squads and, of course, the fan base is attached to them who feel like they're being mistreated, who feel like they have a justifiable case to be included in that that 14 playoff. And that's why expansion is necessary because no matter how many contingencies you throw on there, no matter how reasonable – the committee is in considering all of the different factors that weigh in. There's just more than four good teams in college football that people are going to want to watch play in an important postseason.
2: What's going to be the best open job in the (laughs) Pac-12?
4: Well, USC on paper because of the history, right? But the problem with USC is you've got to keep about 700 different boosters and influential people happy uh, and their expectations are no longer realistic. That Washington job is sneaky good. When you saw what Chris Peterson, who obviously had done great things at a smaller school at Boise State, when you saw what he was able to do in a relatively short time, taking everything that he did at Boise State and bringing it to slightly better recruits, slightly better facilities in a conference that was tough. I mean, it wasn't a down pack 12, that Chris Peterson came in and had success you know he he went to a college football playoff didn't win it ultimately didn't win a national championship but that is a sneaky good job i don't know how much time you guys have spent up there on montlake one of the coolest stadiums in all of college football seattle is obviously a really great city the academics at washington speak for themselves and i'm not saying that tongue in cheek to mock jimmy lake it really is a great <laughs> academic institution so i, I don't know what that that one is pretty great, but we might also see UCLA and Arizona State uh, you know, searching for new head coaches. Hell, if Utah wins the conference championship this year, I think Kyle Whittingham might be done, might ride off into the sunset. Wow. And that's a pretty good job, but we shall see.
1: Kalani Satake should take the USC job or the Washington job because he ain't staying at BYU.
4: I I've been saying this, and BYU fans get so mad about it. Well, we're going to the Big 12. Why would he leave now? Well, because the Big 12 without Texas and Oklahoma is still not a destination that a coach wants to be at. Um, And BYU is a a tough place to recruit to, and BYU's got an honor code. You have to deal with and Most importantly, BYU does not pay what Washington or USC or maybe even Arizona State is willing to pay. I think Kalani should take the Washington job. I think that you get a little bit longer runway, although (laughs) – I shouldn't say that now that Jimmy Lake's been separated from his duties after only 13 games as the head coach. I know Kalani very well. Kalani's not going to make the same kind of mistakes that Jimmy Lake did. Uh, Kalani, he gets excited. He's excitable on a sideline, but only on the positive side of things. He's not going to fly off the handle. He's not going to create a bad look for the university. And he's a defensive-minded head coach who's got all of the boxes checked for how you succeed. He's Chris Peterson-like. You succeed in a tough environment at BYU. When you take that to a place like Seattle, you take that to a place like the University of Washington where some of those same obstacles are no longer in your way, the ceiling gets much higher. I hope Kalani Satake gets $4 million a year from Washington.
1: You're on in like 20 minutes, right? Are you going to have a bet this week? You guys already make a bet, you and Jeff Schwartz? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I invited Jeff. I live in Salt Lake City, right? My house is a mile away from the stadium. I was like, Jeff, come out, let's watch your alma mater and my alma mater. We'll get press passes. We'll go stay on the sideline, you know. And he's like, Oh no, sorry, can't. I got family in town or whatever. So he's scared. All right, <laughs> he, he sees that this Utah team has some of the tools necessary to beat his Oregon Ducks, uh, we'll probably end up having to wear, the loser will have to wear the other team's colors or something like that. Jeff's, uh, Jeff's pocketbook is too deep for me to try and contest with that. So nice. we'll do something silly and hopefully maybe get a good meal out of it if the Utes can win. Sean, we appreciate the couple
1: minutes. Uh, we know your schedule's tight today. Thank you.
4: Thank you, guys. There you go. Sean O'Connell
1: does radio for Sirius XM, Pac-12 Radio. He's also a professional. I don't know if he's active right now, is he? Seeing another tournament coming up? I don't think so. Yeah, I think he's, he's done. He's good. Pretty pretty successful MMA fighter. Uh, one of the rare cases when uh, Jeff Schwartz, who is an offensive lineman, you know, you know, guys who's uh I don't know what he weighs now, but I don't track all these guys, but you know, six five and two hundred and seventy pounds, and your co host can be like, Shut up! I will smack <laughs> you right in the face. Not that O'Connell's small. Think he's, it ever a, happened? he's a former tight end. He fought at two oh five, right? Did he ever fight heavyweight? I think he did a yeah. couple times. Yeah. I'm no, not they're positive. Both, on they're that. both big fellas. Um Yes, we got the Pac-12 coming for the Las Vegas Bowl. You can get your tickets at LVBowl.com. As of about 10 days ago, there were already 36,000 tickets sold. But the matchup, no matter what. Although, you know what? The one I saw projected yesterday, eh, take a hard pass on Purdue and UCLA. There's better matchups. I saw that too. Yeah, I was like, this is the matchup? No, that can't be the matchup. And actually, uh, John Sassenti is going to join us later in the 5 o'clock hour. He's the the guy who runs the Las Vegas Bowl. They do have some flexibility on who they get to choose. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Purdue UCLA well I mean Sean just said of the problem with UCLA is they could you know they could come in whatever the record is and Chip Kelly I mean Chip Kelly might be a candidate at Washington
2: what if we invite both their basketball teams too? And they could play okay that'd be pretty good I'm in for that they're both they're both what top seven teams yeah I'm in
1: I'm not gonna get the real play I'm over at T-Mobile right now yeah, play at T-Mobile uh, more football coming up Dustin DeHart fantasy football so we'll uh, get the latest here in another week in the National Football League where you've got injuries to deal with and now, as you'll call it, IR when you look on fantasy because of COVID issues.
0: Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. It's time to trust us. Presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home. Call him today at 577-2600. Trust us on
1: fantasy football. Trust us on sports betting. Maybe. 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 (laughs) Um, uh, You know, I didn't even look today. We're in a league together. We're playing two games a week. to a different schedule. I'm 10 and 10. Like the picture of mediocrity. I'm 11 and 9. Okay. So I'm right with you. You got some upside?
5: Well, Saquon's back, I think.
1: So that does
5: help. Uh, Yeah. And a couple other guys that, you know, coming back off the top of my head. no, No one special, but. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts. Did you just
1: pull off a – you know what? He's been good. Yes. Did you just pull off a horrific snafu or mistake, error <laughs> with I your did. roster? Yeah, so this was another league I was in. So
5: <laughs> the classic mistake of, you know, drafting a premium handcuff, A.J. Dillon, right? Don't even have Aaron Jones. Dude's been on my bench all year long. Uh, I was in bi-week hell last week. And I knew better, Steve. I'm like, yeah, just, you know, do I really? you know, I, the guy, I forgot even who I picked up, but it didn't help me win. I still lost anyways. So I dropped him. And yeah, now waiver wire, I have no chance of getting him back. So yeah, that's it's irritating. So my advice is commit to the cuff. You know, if you're going to draft yep. a guy like A.J. Dillon, commit to the cuff. Dude, you got to keep him the Original whole year. Fantasy football or it sounds like <laughs> yeah. M here. Yeah.
1: Um, Ramondre Stevenson was my guy in yeah. every league, mm-hmm. Vegas guy, Patriots. But you know, Belichick's a living hell. Oh, I know. Yeah, and I
5: in uh, that other league, uh, another league I'm in, it's a salary thing. I, I think I might be able to get him because I have a lot of money. Because I literally lost Calvin Ridley and Ro- and Robert Woods, so I'm sitting on some money. I lost, so gonna, I lost Robert Woods in a yeah. league too. That's a killer
1: down the stretch or yeah. second half. Yeah. You know the lesson with Belichick. We should know this already. Absolutely. And with Lil Shanny, as we yeah. call him, don't bother. Yeah, seriously, no. don't you, like, yeah. or or if you want to play the game, you pick them up, right, right, you and pick you them up, them. but don't do not draft right. them because right. no matter what, they're whoever right. you think the guy is, right. or even the second guy, it's going to be so sporadic. I
5: guarantee, in three weeks, Jeff Wilson might be a, a league winner. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Yeah, I, it, they're it, yeah, it's 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 uh,
1: really baffling to try to figure out those two. Yep. You know, teams so, freaking. Do not bother. Do not bother. Uh, Back to fantasy football in a second. Dustin DeHart is here with us. 577-2600. Got to point out again, last week was a tremendous week. You are a company and you're a guy who really respects the military. We've been talking about your year of the military in terms of no fees for active duty and veterans. Explain that again because May is military month and then you're like, you know what, all of 2021, it's military year.
5: Yeah, well, military month was in May and Appreciation Month, and as a company, we decided to waive our twelve ninety nine processing fee on all VA loans. And you know, look, we just decided. You know, we, it was such a great response to it. We just got rid of it. So, VA loans, no more processing fee from Good. here on out. Good. Yep. And then and, on top of that, then you
1: go out and you give a hundred thousand dollars to the Folded Flag yeah. Foundation uh, last week at the game. You know, via Bill Foley and yep. the Golden Knights. You're up there in the fortress. So, I, I mean, I can't mention it enough. That was one of the coolest things I've seen. It was seen. awesome.
5: And three weeks before that, we actually gave them $20,000 at a huge real estate event I was at. And I got a really nice email. I'll send it to you. Uh, actually, that, that $120,000 is going to uh, purchase about 22 scholarships. For wow. Fi- and I even got pictures of one of the families. Yeah. And then it's really sad. And it was their dad in a coffin with the flag. So, man, that really hit home to me. So, it, yeah, it's just it's great to give back, especially a great foundation like that. And, you know, it's also nice to go to a Golden Knights game yeah. and go to the Fortress. You yeah. know what I mean? The so honor was, was cool, fun. but, you know, the fact yep. that
1: you're uh, you're helping people out. I mean, school yep. is so freaking expensive now I that, know. you know, if you're helping pay for school, it's, yep. that's the, uh, the ultimate prize uh, in a tragic situation for a lot of these people. Yep. So, sports betting. It's yeah. funny. Before the season, uh, Dustin, and you'd really not been a big sports better and you 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 text me. You are like, yeah. "Hey, what's a good account?" Of course, we work with like every book in town. I am like, "Eh, this one, this one." I am like, "Yeah." You literally yeah, yeah. rattled off well, about eight of them. <laughs> yeah, I there, was there, like, "Yeah." There are positives with yeah. some of them, and there you are, gave and them all, others yeah. are not as, as you know yeah. maybe not what you want. But so far, you've been.
5: So I went stations, uh, and they had a pretty good promo. It was temp- They uh, they gave me ten percent or whatever deposited. Nice. Uh, yeah, and you know I used to. You know, I bet on sports all the time, but oh, you did, yeah. But like going to the book, like good luck. I, I don't have time for that. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and I was a little worried because I thought like, um, this is thing's gonna get me in trouble. And yeah, I, I think I, I started with three grand. I you know, and next thing I know, I had eight hundred dollars in there. But so, I've oh I'm, no, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm so like you know, had, how do I? Do, where, yeah, where, you where do, like do I? One and done. You're like, oh,
3: okay, yeah, that's that was enough. quick. <laughs> like, what you do, do
1: when when you got down to eight hundred? I did hit you a stay patient, or did you go like freaking? Did you go for broke? Because that's the thing you, yeah, you really can't lose your cool yeah. when you get down big. You just yeah. got to keep playing the way you're playing and try to grind back. Yeah, well, I think.
5: I, I hit a four hundred. It was a round robin and it paid thirty eight hundred dollars. Hey, so I climbed you know, right back and then, yeah, like, last week I, I, jeez, I mean. I hit, a three, uh, like, three two-teamers. But then, You're uh, playing a lot of two-teamers, too. Yeah, and then I, I, I got good. cute because I went to the game, and they have prop bets for all the Raiders game. Oh. And I, hit, I had picked five of them. The only one I didn't hit was Hunter Renfro yards. I had over. The dude had seven receptions. He only had, like, 47 yards. Right. I but, yeah, I mean, I, I had a feeling the Holmes was going to go crazy. That was easy. Renfro... You know, over the receptions, it was Jacobs under. That was so. You know, it was lucky. But
1: so we played. Uh, we played some audio from a video that was up online from a guy in section one twenty three, just hissing mm-hmm. and moaning about people selling their tickets. Yeah. So what was it like for this game?
5: Well, I'll tell you. I'm in section one ten, and I have besides two drunk brothers who are really cool. and They're like two rows down. Yeah. I've never seen the same people. It's new in the people game, every time, right? Every single time, and they've all been cool and all been nice. But it's Raiders it's kinda, are always
1: opposing fans.
5: I'm on the other. I'm on the opposite. I'm on the visitor side, yeah. so it's always visitors. Oh wow! And you know, it's just you. Know, when you have season tickets, you kind of want to have that. You know, friendly. You know, these are the people I sit Carattery with. The yeah, exactly. You know, you get to talk to them and know them, but. Yeah, thankfully like I said, it's they've all been really cool people, but it would be nice to have the same people there once in a while. Do you think it's going to change? I don't know. I mean, you would think like you they'd show up to one game. I literally I think they just bought these tickets to sell them. I mean, I do I, yeah, I mean, I don't know how good of an investment that is, but hey, to each his own.
1: Right. Uh fantasy football this week. Uh mm-hmm. last couple of notes. We talked about the running back position, which I think is is really it's really interesting every single week. Absolutely. Um and there's a lot of injuries right now. A ton. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Right? Alvin Kamara, Elijah yep. Mitchell, who's been in and out for the Niners. Now he's got a finger. Oh, good. I, I thought one one of my best pickups of the year because he's a basically a utility guy because he can mm-hmm. play wide receiver and running back. Cordell. Cor, Cordell Patterson. Do you awesome. have him in our league? Oh, wow. Well, I have him uh, in a league. Oh, I, don't okay, know if I don't know if it's the one we're in. But, uh, yeah, he's out this week, so that's that's disappointing. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, Nick Chubb is still waiting on uh, Kareem Hunt. So that's a problem, and then when you start looking for pickups, then we just mentioned Ramondre Stevens, Stevenson and, yeah. and Jeff Wilson, and maybe Latavius Murray is getting back into it. Mm-hmm. But now, now is like now when <laughs> it, now time. is when the nitty gritty <laughs> yeah, begins. Like you better you better have someone, or you better start looking ahead yeah. for speculative spots because it's tough. It is tough.
5: It is it is amazing to see how many injuries there are. I mean, and then adding oh. the
1: extra game, just get used to this. Exactly, exactly. Um, wide receivers buy this week for Cooper Cup. Odell Beckham. By the way, do you think we're going to actually address this with uh, Miles Simmons, our football insider, mm-hmm. in about twenty-five minutes? I have Matt Stafford, and he was like one of the real good values because mm-hmm. I had him in an auction league, and I now seen, now, seen now a I'm like bad wait,
5: game he had though. You know, I mean, yeah. he's been pretty okay, consistent. Well, well, who
1: was around for the bad game?
5: Yeah, I please, know, right? please tell
1: me that Odell Beckham and the pressure of getting the ball in this guy, like, <laughs> oh, the fear of like, going to the sideline and having him yeah. whine at you.
5: This yeah, I a- did see him complaining a lot, too. Like, God, I don't know. They've never been a big o- Odell fan. Yeah, geez. I did not even want him on my fantasy team because I don't want him to disrupt the- <laughs> the- our continuity. <laughs> point. Yeah. Like you,
1: need- I- you want someone who's got yeah. upside. He never has big yeah. games. Yeah. May- I mean, maybe he's going to have a big game or two for the Rams. But-
5: I just feel even as on your fantasy team, he's going to screw up the continuity. The fantasy <laughs> <laughs> fantasy. Right? Somehow. Yeah.
1: All right, what's going on with the, the market right now and the rates? And yeah. this is... I mean, I, you know what? I can feel it. As things get busier, mm-hmm. you understand why in November and December, home sales slow down a little bit because sure. everyone just starts getting distracted with other things that you know they believe are more important than going out and getting a good, I was going to say a good bargain. There's not a lot, yeah. a lot of good bargains, but this is a time to buy a home without a doubt because it slows down. Yeah,
5: and it's the holiday season, so people that are listing their homes, they're serious, right? If you're going to have people look at your house during Thanksgiving That's and Christmas, you want to sell their house. Yeah. Uh, actually, supply is coming down a little bit last month, but... And our median sales price actually went up again last month. Now, it's kind of stabling out a little bit, Steve, but, you know, put it this way. If you're a buyer now, you don't have to make rash decisions. You can actually take your time, not just make these stupid offers. There's a lot of houses that are still on the market that it's just because they're unrealistically priced. You know what I mean? So they're going to come down. We're going to clean that up. Going into the next year, rates are going up. They've You know, inflation is screwing with interest rates. So, you know, going into next year, uh, hopefully we see some more supply rates, you know, start to come back down a little bit because the problems with China and all this other crap that's going on. So we'll see. I mean, again, we you know, we try to look at these things every, you know, within 60 to 90 day span. But if you're looking to buy, it's a
1: great time right now. 577 2600 is the number. Yep. Dustin, thank have you. Have a good week.
0: We'll see you next week. Okay. Trust Us is presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call today at 577-2600 to learn how to purchase a home with $20,000 in down payment assistance. Dial up Dustin now, 577-2600.